0: Good CEOs build and maintain successful companies. Great CEOs build and maintain influential ones. We're connecting with successful business leaders on how to create the impact within your organization that transforms it into one of influence at the CEO Roundtable. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the CEO Roundtable podcast. Today, I'm joined by the CEO of Route and the CVO and founder of Rosalado Services and Conglomerate, Ricardo Regalado. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me, man. It's oh, a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It is. Uh, I love already our conversations so far, and just some of the things that we've talked about. So I'm excited to get into it. But oh, let's do it. So obviously, you're you're a conglomerate, couple titles, many uh, brands under one. Tell me about what you do, and and you know how you got started uh, in doing all this.
1: Stuff. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah, it's a. It's a funny story. Uh, just we stumbled into the cleaning industry, right? It, and and we say it like that because nobody, you know, goes to school or college to get a degree, and or go to corporate to get experience to start a cleaning company. Sure. You know, it's not really the normal path. Uh, sure. But we got me and my girlfriend at the time. We got a great opportunity from my cousin who had an existing business, and he was he was on his way out. He was he wanted to go to Mexico. It was his wife's turn to to you know start something on her own and they had been at it for about six, mo- 6 six years i think um and it was a it was a franchise business they they've grown it and we had seen them from afar like they'd come to family parties and i'm like man they're they're
0: doing something right like but not something you saw yourself doing no, necessarily
1: oh no, 100% no way i mean right, for right. they tried for 2 years oh really two two years every family party hey guys uh you know i, I want to keep it in the family i think you guys know, like, uh, like dude, i do i have no i don't know how to run a business i've never right. done it
0: uh, let alone the cleaning industry that has nothing to do with what I'm doing today. Especially a young guy, like, you know, at the time, that probably not what you're thinking no, of anyway. They're, no, like, way. I mean, no way. One, no one's thinking that.
1: I barely know how to clean my <laughs> toilet at the house, let alone, you know, clients. Uh, right, right. But it was, dude, it really, it hit home when, and I vividly mm-hmm. remember, like, my, my, she was my girlfriend at the time. Marley came home from work, and she was a MAC makeup artist. So she was, a, she was an artist, right? Like, everything she did with makeup, it was a, a passion. She loved it every day. But you started to see that change a little bit, and it became retail and sales, not a, not what she got in the business for, and she would co- she would start coming home and sad, upset, yeah. not not happy, and vice versa. I was in the mortgage industry, and you know we had our heyday in the two thousand eight, nine, ten era, And then that didn't become as exciting anymore. And I started; it was everything was just a job from that point on.
0: Yeah.
1: And then two thousand twelve came. The, I, there was that moment she came home and was literally crying and I was like you're not happy man and i'm i'm not that I'm not doing that great what I'm doing we're best friends let's do something together and it we went out got alone um my cousin jumped in on it we you know built it between us as a family and dude, the, the rest is history as far as that was our in to the industry that we've never left now and and cleaning industry is it's lucrative I mean, it, it's it's a lucrative industry if if looked at as a profession versus, uh, a lot of people look at cleaning it's house cleaning, right? Like right, oh, you, right. You, oh, you clean homes. Oh, there's a commercial side to it, and it's
0: a it's a big big industry, multi billion dollar industry. Well, kudos to you because you found success not only in that, but you know you talk about your then girlfriend. I mean, now she's your wife. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that that says a lot right then and there that you know the the success that you found not only professionally but personally. And you found a way to do it, you know, in, in, in such a way that most people don't have that type of story, right? Yeah. I'm no. sure you found that out. God, <laughs> no, we found out the heart. I
1: mean, even going into it, like, you know, there's the stigma of family business or right. doing business with your brother, your cousin, your right. you know girlfriend, That that's very, do not do business with your girlfriend is what people would tell me. But we were, we were friends. Like we, we had, we actually, what she was good at was things I was not good at and the things I was good at, she didn't care for. Yeah. So that that's it shouldn't matter who the person is, but if that is a component, that's actually what makes good business partners is uh, complementing each other. Absolutely, because it's it's a big responsibility. It's a lot of weight on
0: your shoulders when you're a solo uh, oh, yeah. partner or solo owner of a company. Oh yeah. And, and you know not having that background, not, not coming from that, you know, I guess industry, what were the biggest things that you brought? Cause it's always easy to see the challenges, right? You come in, I mean, it probably looked like nothing but challenges to you, yeah. but where did you find that it actually helped you not to have that experience? You know, where did you see that yeah. you could, you know, be different than what was already the norm and, and start to attract that clientele that you, you know, were looking for?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was, uh, from day one, we said to ourselves, uh, we have to learn everything about this business because we know we know nothing about it. So we have no bad habits. We have no experience uh, in what I th- in that industry, let alone running a business in general. So everything was new to us. Uh, we would research, figure it out, uh, we'd fall flat on our face. But I think it that actually helped us though. Like every, you know we, I had sales in my background, uh, and Marley was a good, organized structure. Uh, processes person. Right. Mm-hmm. So like,
0: that's important. Tony yeah.
1: was military. Right. So Tony brought mm-hmm. the military side of things and kind of the get shit done mentality. Yep. So you bring, put all those pieces together I, right off the bat, not knowing we had a pretty good formula already. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. We didn't know this yet. Right. right we were right, just right. like,
0: uh, you it know, was convenient. It wasn't like you were looking for those pieces. Not, just, that's what you had. Right? That's what you were working with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, many years now pass, right. When you like in the, when you look at it now and I look back you could say we got lucky, but we actually put ourselves in those positions, yeah. and then we um, exposed and actually took advantage of those. And then and we had other family involved—my mom, my father, Tony's mom—to uh, help free labor for the first six months. Nobody's getting paid because number one thing we figured out was uh, taxes, IRS t- tax returns, expenses, profits, losses. Like, I we knew nothing about this. Uh, learned the hard way. But what that did is show us like we. We knew the threshold. Yeah. We knew the beginning stages. We knew the bare minimum we had to make to start to make a good profit. Uh, you know, we suffered a lot of losses in the beginning, um, but again, that just showed us where we need to. You know, how do we raise the bar? Yep. As as a business, because uh, the sales came natural. All of us were able to sell. You know, it, you know, you see us coming in together as a family. You know, pitching, doing a walkthrough, trying to earn your business. Uh, that relationship piece. We got a lot, that. That we've. We benefited from that, and, yeah. and sales didn't. Not that it came easy, but uh, it was it, natural. It was natural, absolutely natural. And then absolutely. it was d- learning the processes uh, to to be good at cleaning and be good at the processes behind it. For sure.
0: And when you talk about this early time, were, did you start with your own company or were you then, um, you know, doing the franchise thing first?
1: Yeah, so the franchise was first. Okay. First, the first two to So somebody else's
0: company. Yeah, right. yeah, gotcha, yeah. we gotcha.
1: franchised from a large brand. They were called Cover-O. Uh They did many great things for us as far as they taught us the space, you know, the, the verbiage, the terminology, the formulas, uh, the right products to use, the equipment, all those things. Uh, very important early sure, on. sure. And the, But you could change and do things your own. Um, but that was the foundation that we needed. Three years later, we figured out uh, we want to build our own brand. So we, we sold everything. So you could say we started over again because we sold everything back. We did it the right way, right? That's what you have to do if you have a franchise. Sell the business back. Sell all the accounts. You cannot take any accounts. Uh, oh, and wow. You, so you, that's, that's, you got to start fresh. Wow. Yeah. But it's crazy, totally because like, again, early on, we had, you know, in, in our business we call it, the, you know, the smaller accounts of one day a week, two day a week, three day a week accounts. So we it looked like we had a lot of accounts, or a lot of business, but they were a lot of smaller accounts, mm. and it, it was crazy to see when we had to sell those off and went out the first couple to start build the new foundation. One or two new accounts paid what the thirty to forty small accounts paid, and that that's why that's what we saw the big picture of. Man, you know, if we can raise the average of the monthly service amounts that we can make we got something here like we could build a multi-million dollar company uh do the math right right right. 10 accounts times this month times 12 months a year uh Let's go get more of those accounts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that was the mentality.
0: For sure. And what would you find was the biggest catalyst to the success in terms of building those relationships and going out now on your own? And, yeah. I mean, you're literally like starting scratch because you can't leverage any of you those. that.
1: Yeah, you can't leverage those because it, it, uh, that would be bad practice, No, of right? course. The of best course. practice
0: was... And that says a lot about you too, yeah. to even, you know, to see it that way and everything you did by the book. But yeah, what, what, what did you find was the most helpful, most successful? Like what, what tactics did you use that, that helped you the most?
1: Yeah. So we, that, that, that home and we still carry this mentality to like, even our last ops, ops managers that started this past two months ago, uh, he had to clean for 30 days in the field. Like he's this is a, you know, very high paying position in our company, right? Where a very talented individual coming from an experience, you know, the sea level type experience, you had to go clean for 30 days. So what that means for us in the beginning is by cleaning and doing all the work, the services, ordering the supplies, uh, testing out product, learning how to use the software that we had at the time, like we learned every angle. So then by default, when we were on sales calls with clients, when we spoke from a shared experience or we spoke from, you know, actually doing somebody, they started to see that and like, Wait, 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 oh man, so Marley, you stripped and waxed the floor? Like, I, yeah, I just I just stripped and waxed the floor like two months ago. And, you know, I'm telling you, if you don't remove these, you know, this lining on the baseboard, it's going to, you know, it's going to remain glossy and shiny. But she would get so deep, right? And we would get so deep and forget to, hey, slow down, don't talk, you know, you're going to lose these people. <laughs> but that struck a chord with a lot of clients early on. And they're like, we want to do business with you guys because you did the work. Right. So we know we're going to be good. We're going to be in good hands because yep. then you, you. I assume you do training, right guys? Boom. Then we hit up with the training program and they're like, man, so you, so you do inspections. So you do follow-up. So you you do videos. You do punch-ins. You do everything digitally. I'm like, yeah. And it's just, again, because we did it first though.
0: Right, right, and right. And then
1: it just carried on. So that tactic of doing everything first to this day holds strong. And every, any employee that comes in, you know, you, granted, you may not go clean for as long as we did, but uh, you have to, you know, you have to provide the service because then how can you take over a book of business
0: for us or train that new employee if you've never done it yourself? For right? sure. You know, it's, sure. it's all about respect. For sure. And now talk to me about Rod a little bit, Joel, and, and just kind of leading with that just because uh, it seems so, you well it's tied to what you do right so, Yeah. so it seems like you saw you saw an opportunity or and, and you went for it right oh man
1: yeah like we're uh, so, you know we're in chicago man this is a, if for those who don't know like the ecosystem the tech ecosystem in chicago is massive yep. 1871 right here down the street from you
0: Well, uh, i was just told uh, that they're they they literally want to make chicago the tech you know, city of the United States. Yeah, so, no, like it, they're it, making a big push. There's a, some initiative. They're I, on
1: their way. Yeah, P thirty three, P thirty three, Yeah. So I was on one of the pitch competitions oh, for them. Okay. I just did a a segment with them and Verizon at eighteen seventy one. That was awesome. me and a few other tech founders, uh, just sharing our story on how those organizations impact. Yeah. Um, because it was a comp- eighteen seventy one. It was actually I don't know if you've ever met him, Omar Duque from eight from Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. He was a president what is this, 18, 2018, 2019. Okay. And their office is above 1871. Mm -hmm. So I I was there as a Rosalata representative. Oh, gotcha. And I would walk in and he's like, Rick, you're always talking about tech. Like, do you see where we're at right now? This is 1871. Go build something, man. he's like, you're talking about it all the time. Uh, And I entered a a pitch competition and we won. Wow. You know, we won. It was for Capital One. They were looking at blue collar uh, business owners that saw issues in their industry and they wanted to build technology to solve it. So wow. I'm one of those stories of I'm a non-technical founder. I'm not a developer. I'm not an engineer. But I, I feel the pain points personally because of my, because uh, of being in the subject matter, For sure. you know, the industry. Sure. and I mean, you're and close it, to it, right? So. Yeah, <laughs> it all, and it all happened in a, yeah, a 2018 is we hit a, I don't want to say a plateau, but sales where you know we're i think hovering over 2 million in revenue and it's funny cuz i had heard this from other people in the cleaning conventions is oh you're at 2 Oh, man you're good you know like be happy wow. right like be happy like making it to this to to this level of success you know, it becomes overwhelming at this point after wow, that, right? Like, really? you got to hire more employees. You got to, you know, you got to uh, processes and systems. And, mm. dude, you, you know, you made it.
0: What, what, Be- what do you what do you think when you hear that? Oh, I'm like, well, then like I that? definitely didn't make it then,
1: right? Because if you're telling me that, then that means, you know, that's like my friends that laugh that tell me about, I call them about stocks. And I'm like, hey, I was told to, to get this stock. He's like, Rick, the fact that you know about this stock, I'm, you've already lost. Yeah. Or he's like, you know, because they're traders themselves. Right, so right, it was right. that mentality of the the fact that they told me that. I was like, all right, something's got to change. You know, we gotta yep. we gotta ump the ante. How do we double revenue? Yeah. And I sat there for about a month, and I was like, I'm spending time doing walkthroughs. Then I have to make the bid, and then I have to do the proposal.
0: Like you're trading your time for money. Yeah.
1: So those three things take up a full day. Like right. if I did three walkthroughs, my whole day now has reflected those three accounts. Oh wow. Nothing else in nothing else for the business that I do other than that. Uh, that's that's not that's not good. Right. So check out what do they got out there. Their CRMs there's proposal uh, softwares, but there is nothing to help you go from the walkthrough to a bid to a proposal. And in our space, that that is the initial stage in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. The quicker you do that, the more efficient you do that, the more people that can do that, the more opportunities you can win and grow your business. So nothing was out there. I said, hey, I'm gonna build an app that digitizes the walkthrough, digitizes the bid, and I could be in another state working on this And my team in the office can create a proposal based off of that information. Right. Because it's all in the cloud. Right. And that's it. That was it to start with. We launched it. Uh, We got the product out today. We got about 350 companies in six countries that use the product. Uh, But what we found out because of that, too, is it's a tool. I missed one step. The step that I missed was a lot of us in the industry, we need leads. We need We need. The opportunity first right, to right. then use technology.
0: Right. Without it, when it's just you just have the technology. It's a luxury tool. We
1: found out. So now we are <laughs> launching 2.0. That is a marketplace. So nice. we we bring the leads in. Now you, step one two three, uh, you know activates. You could say. So the marketplace yep. is. And we're focusing on minority owned business owners especially too is um, they're not. It's hard to find a a uh, minority owned cleaning contractor or a woman owned cleaning contractor right not that uh you know to earn business you just you should just win the business right it shouldn't matter if you're a minority or not but giving them a little bit of more uh help as Absolutely far as no. where where are contracts how do i find contracts Absolutely. you're going to find them on the route marketplace now because nice. that's that's our job is to upload contracts so think of like how indeed is an employer posts a job the employee uh, applies for the job us the client in our case went vend- bigger vendors like you know the, the bigger guys post the opportunities in all these rural areas and local markets and if you're a route user you would then bid on that job love it you know and then yeah. then all the tools can start to kick it. For but sure, it was crazy like we we jumped the gun we we you know we it's a great idea it's a great company to this day we're, we're kicking butt we're a great brand um but we we you always be learning,
0: right? right. Always right, be learning, right, right. always
1: be be observing and listening to to your customers for sure.
0: And now, one thing I come to understand about you is you're a man of ideas. It's obvious. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, I love talking about them. I could see the wheels turning the minute I you know share things with you about what oh, we're doing. we got ideas <laughs> here, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's what's the vision when you think about your brands and and how they all tie together right. Right? and and you, you know, kind of at the at the helm.
1: Yeah, so I, I, an ecosystem, man. That word ecosystem, it, it, it's used a lot, uh, but I think in our sense for us, it, again, cleaning industry. So when people say, uh, you know, Rick, you're doing too much. Maybe, but it's all for the same cause. Like everything we do today, any brand that we're launching, any company idea, or ID, any idea we're trying to execute on, falls back to the cleaning industry. Yeah. you know, Or serv- you could call yeah. it the service industry. So I would say, I would challenge that and say that's that's not too much, right, it's enough. It's enough what I'm what I'm doing, uh, and I should do more.
0: Well, most people who you know they're just telling you about themselves more than nah, they're. Nah, wasn't making an astute observation. They're just uh, revealing more about who they are, right? Yeah, uh, it's too it's, much for them. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: awesome though, Tony, because I have, and, and I've I shared this with people, and they're like, "Rick, we want to grow our business like you." I'm like, "But do you have the people around you?"
0: Right. That's what do you do credit? You mean? You know? Yeah, you, do
1: you have the people around you? You can't grow anything if you don't have that person who's next in line to take over right. a responsibility for you because. You can have all the ideas you want, but if you can't execute any of them, they're just that, they're ideas,
0: yep. you know, yep. so yep. it's the so surroundings. And, and what do you give, you know, when people have these ideas or when, you know, take me back to, you know, whatever it was, 13, 14 years mm-hmm. now, when you started this, you know, what advice do you give people when they hesitate to start or, yeah. or they have their fears, their concerns? What, what do you say to that?
1: Uh, I mean, and again, I don't even have to make it where it's cleaning industry is relevant. Is small business yeah, you know. relevant is I say, do it with somebody. I say, ha- you know, they don't have to be a partner, but just some share that idea with somebody else. Get buy in from one person. You get the buy in from one person. Two heads is better than one. Uh, it, it, it's lonely. When you come up with an idea and nobody else is with you, like, uh, you know, you, you can go crazy. Uh-huh. And then you that idea can shudder and you can get upset. And you're, it's all mindset, right? Like, Absolutely. your mindset works better when you have somebody else uh, in that passenger seat with you.
0: Well you can be your own worst enemy, right? Oh all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and you know, one of the things we'd also talked about as as you've grown, one of the you know, starting out, you know, you learn taxes you mentioned, things oh, that just, you know, were, were new to you, right? Yeah. But also hiring now, and as you grow that team, what are some of the you know not necessarily challenges, but what are the things that you've learned through it? You know, what what are you looking for as you start to grow that team? And now it's no longer just the people you know close That's, to you, but now you got to reach out and like everybody well, else, are looking for you know, talent.
1: Do we were talking about it earlier, right? Is, so we were for so long we were we are a family business to this day still. Um, but I'm learning now is be you know clear, concise. Be the job description is more important than ever. Uh, don't assume. I assumed a lot in the beginning, like. Hey, you know, hey, we're hiring. We're a kick-ass company. We've got great culture, family-owned, blue-collar. We use tech. Office looks great. All great, but that 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 doesn't set a person who's about to apply and, and work with you up for success, right? Because um, it's it's all a facade at that point. Like it's it's an illusion. But what are you expecting from this new employee? What are their milestones that they have to hit? Uh, what did you do to train them and set them up for success? Um, that job description they're gonna hold to it you know, which they rightfully so they should. You shouldn't assume that they're just going to do anything that you ask them to do uh, and let them know about the dynamics in the office. Like uh, we failed to make an org chart for so long and I didn't realize that that's an important piece. Yeah. Like a new employee coming in should know who do I report to, whose department is that, where do I, now I hate to say stay in your lane with stuff, but if you don't, then you, you know, you could ruffle feathers and, and the dynamic of the the, the business can can uh, go wacky,
0: right? So well, a lot of times people want to leave their lane too too soon, right? A little prematurely. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, all the time. Which again, it's uh, you know, it's it just should be a, a safe space to to share, you know. But but just know who to share that to, though. Absolutely. Right. And and collaborate. I I, I get frustrated a lot with when, when the teams uh, go silo and then like they try to come up with stuff and they don't include some of the the team members where it's like. We all do better when we're doing things together. For you know, sure. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I get uh, I get yelled at by my team. They're like, Rick, you CC nineteen people in this email. Who are you directing the email to? I'm like, I just wanted you guys. all to know. That's all. They're, they're like, but you gotta direct the email. Like, okay, I'll get better. I'll get better. That's fine. Like, but you can say I never not include anybody.
0: Right, right, I, right. Include the, the, I include. You over include. I over-include, <laughs> exclude. Right. I over include. Right? you know one of the things that also that um it just seems interesting to me too is as as you talk about tech and you know jobs and everything else that people think about labor or 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 those things is almost now sedentary right that i'm getting a job and it's going to be sitting behind some desk and that's kind of it and and you're starting i'm starting to hear a lot especially from like plumbers electricians that it's just it's hard to find people because no one wants to do the work yeah right are you finding that in your industry and do you feel a sense of, not necessarily responsibility, but that you're having to overcome an industry or beyond even industry-wide kind of problem? Yeah. And, and what are those things that you have to do in order to overcome that?
1: I mean, I think you, we we talk about it in our office is always be training, right? And, and it's because it's happened to us as people get complacent on the field. Remember, so we have, we have over 300 employees in our business, uh, you know, across the different companies, uh, 90% are in the field. We don't see them every day they don't come into the office all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. you know it's there's there's a lot of room for air with a, a disconnect from home base for so sure. we got to get continue to be out there retraining retraining right now we're retraining everybody again uh, with a couple new processes um but we're trying to do it where we're all include they're all included we're doing it together we're you know empowering each other right um but Blue, dude, the trade service industry is 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 hurting. Right? Yeah, like the tr- trades. Think about it. I, I, I talk about it as far as um, uh what was the numbers? I think it was like nine percent of the U.S. labor workforce comes from the cleaning. They're cleaning jobs. Wow, nine percent. Wow. Of the the labor workforce, right, right, right? right Not right. just workforce in general.
0: No, for sure. Um, That's so, like, of so big That's
1: So I tell cleaning business owners, like, man, you know, we're we're a big piece of the economy. Right. Like. We have to also pay them the right way, right? And if we, but in order to pay our employees the right way, we've got to charge the right way. Or in order for us to charge the higher rates, we have to message and be professional and, uh, you know, just be different than what they assume a mom and pop okay. shop is, right? You could be a mom and pop shop, but have processes, have systems, um, be, be organized, right? Be organized, okay. dude, be structured. It's yeah. Nothing, you, can, you know, nothing um, scales better. Than, than somebody where you could plug somebody else in, and it doesn't matter who that person is because you've got the process now.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, and for anyone listening, if, you know, if they want to be involved or... Because I know one of the things, too, is you have a podcast, mm-hmm. right? And, and you talk about these things, and you're very open in creating this dialogue, right? Yep. And engaging people. So tell me a little bit about that and, and, and just how people can you know, connect with you, how can they hear, and, and what are you talking about mostly that, that you know, they should tune into? Yeah, so,
1: so the podcast is called Cleaning Cocktails. Uh, and and I thought of that just because you know in our space again there was no platform for anybody to amplify their voice as, as a cleaning business owner right it's yeah. like you, you know first couple of years I was a cleaning business owner I didn't walk in a room and puff my chest and say hey I own a cleaning company yep. I actually did the opposite I was like I oh, yeah, you know, I own a business yeah because it's like uh, you know I don't know there's stigma against cleaning sure. business, cleaning sure. industry <laughs> um, but now with that show <clears throat> we're like. You know, I, I bring on manufacturers, suppliers, uh, you know industry experts, coaches, mentors, but more so a lot of cleaning business owners. Wow that never would have shared their story. And there's a lot of stories out there. I mean, you're, you've got people that uh, this last couple that I had, they got married after they started the business she started the business as a Cuban immigrant. her name is Karen they built a over a hundred million dollar cleaning company, right? like massive it's wow. mass from zero. Wow. So that story needed to be heard.
0: Yeah. Right. I, uh, local or, or from, uh, from Jersey, from oh, New no Jersey. Way. Yeah.
1: I got had another kid, a uh, young kid has like a $250,000 size business. It's growing and getting bigger, but he uses nine softwares, right? Like he's very process oriented workflows. So that had changed. That was a story I wanted to share because I had the idea that, uh, you know, 250,000, 500,000, there's a range that you hit before you start using tech. No. This gets started using tech at
0: <laughs> zero.
1: zero. So <laughs> change that stigma. Um, and just uh, bringing faces to suppliers, faces to to new wave of technology coming in. So it's a, it's a space for cleaning, but it's starting to change a little bit where I'm bringing just entrepreneurs on the show. And it's for something like what we're doing now. It's sharing experiences, sharing knowledge uh, and and kind of showing you hey, you could reach out to these people. They're there for you. They have a similar story as you did. Shoot them a ping, message, text message on Facebook, whatever it is. You now have a name, a face to somebody that uh, feels looks like you.
0: That's awesome. And what has the podcast done for you, your business? Like, you know, what are some of those benefits Uh, that
1: I I had no idea what even I was doing, man. To be honest with you, I mean, our first episodes and quality audio, we were (laughs) winging the shit. But it's it, credibility, man. To be honest, it's it's been almost two years now where it's just credibility of I not just me as an industry uh, expert, but an industry servant, right? Is I'm serving my industry and I'm putting a spotlight on it. And now people enjoy listening and watching the show. They like to watch the part too because they're like, uh, listening is great, but we also like to see the people. Yeah. So doing that was a good, was a cool concept, you know? And uh, it's... But it's not, it, nah, it's, it's, and it's giving me a voice for, for all the brands that we have. Yeah. So like, you know, right now we're working, I was telling you about Momentum, right? It's yeah. a new agency for marketing and video content because people saw the podcast and were like, I want to make a podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to make a video, but yeah. like your videos, Rick. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see, let, let me think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's by doing the show though, that idea is coming to fruition. That's awesome. So it's, it's, uh, it's actually the most fun that I have is is on that show, man. Which yeah. I'm sure I see you like. Dude, I, I feel like you live and breathe
0: this over here. I love it. I mean, it's relationships, right? That you get to make out of it, and I think that's the thing that people miss the most is just how how important it is to even just relationships when when it comes to podcasts and being able to share stories and you know wisdom, but to capture it so that it's not it doesn't fall just on your ears, but yeah. you know, well, share and, it with and this buddy. is the future. Totally right. Like
1: everything you've done is in the cloud, out there forever,
0: forever. Like
1: uh it's you've built your own brand your you know your name your the the business that you guys are working on the logo like uh it's it's a guerrilla style marketing you know tactic Absolutely. in my opinion yeah. uh and and the better you get uh it's the easier it gets
0: yep 100 percent never card i just appreciate you words of wisdom love having you here so thank you for
1: sure man tony i appreciate it thank you